Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I'm your host, the Corey C., along with the distinguished group of cohorts. But first things first, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show. And everyone, go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Joining me today, we have Ken and Mike B. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on, GSU fans? All right. Hey, signing day, on? signing day, signing day. Yes, we indeed. just finished up a national holiday. So what do you guys, uh, how do y'all celebrate? I know, uh, <laughs> I think I, I heard y'all talking about work got in the way. <laughs> yeah, y'all yeah. Y'all have yeah, like yeah, some meetings that got in the way. <laughs> got in the way of your signing day or your holiday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's wrong with these people, man? Want to meet with me on Saturday? Yeah. Everybody know this, this is a national holiday. Man, I had to. Yeah, I actually, I normally I take off, man. I had to, uh, oh, I had to go out of town for a sales meeting. So, uh, I was uh, every time we took a break, man, I was refresh, <laughs> refresh, refresh. But uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't able to sit in hey, front we, of people. We, like we need to get work. a law passed that on signing day, no work, or if there is work, that needs to be no meetings. That needs to be manda- mandatory, no meetings, right. no work day. Definitely right. no traveling. <laughs> Got to be in front of a computer screen. So, yeah. obviously, the Tigers are. Uh, brought in a, a class of high school kids we brought in nine kids so I, I guess we can just start off what are you, what are y'all's thoughts on the on the class um I feel pretty good about it um looking at the class to me it wasn't one of those those it, it's not a sexy class you know it, it's not a class where you look and you see the the hot shot quarterback that's strong for you know 40 touchdowns or you had a running back that ran for 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 2,000 yards and mainly because we're already settled at those positions we already I think we already had the pieces in place to, to win games. I think we needed to add some pieces that will help us not lose games. So when I look at this class, I see a, a bunch of guys who are telling me that the coaches are paying attention to detail. If you're a football purist, you love this class. You know, we went out and got us um, a long snapper. You know, we went and got a kicker. You know, we, we didn't, we weren't very sound there last, last season. So we went and got a kicker. We went into the trenches and picked up some offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Um, you get down to the DBs, you look at the guys like, um, you know, not to get into too many names, but, you know, a guy like A.J. Petty. I'm looking at his tape, and, you know, he, he appears to be the kind of kid that you could put in as a freshman and just put him on special teams and, and let him be a gunner. You know, he can get downfield and make plays, make open field tackles. Other guys like Trey Lockhart and Jay Adams, they can find themselves against, uh, against Langston. So, I think we really did a good job of, of bringing in some guys who could help us not lose games. You know, we have the guys who can make the big plays. I think we we're pretty good there, but we got a lot of guys who can help us not lose games. Yeah, I actually agree uh, with Mike. Um, this uh, He mentioned uh, being a football peers and, and not really um, 
getting caught up in in all the the stars and, and whatnot. But I actually thought this was a really really good high quality class. Uh, like he said, it wasn't sexy for the most part, but it was heavy in the trenches. Uh, I thought the coaches addressed all their needs. Um, uh, just not to not to be too repetitive. He he kind of touched on the, some of the December uh, signings, but the nine that we brought in on 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 yesterday, um, heavy O line. I really really like the O line that we uh, the long the uh, high school kids that we brought in on yesterday. One in particular um, that I wanted to mention was Caleb Graham out of Terry. He was a Mississippi Alabama All Star. Uh, played in that game, really, really good size on him. Um, brought in a couple of kids uh, from Douglas County, uh, Georgia, out of, I, Douglas County High School out of Georgia, and um, I thought they addressed the needs with the uh, with the with the seniors that we lost in the DB in the secondary. So uh, nine that we brought in on yesterday, uh, it was definitely, definitely need centric, and I kind of understand uh, the coach's approach because. Uh, we know what we do have. I think we have a lot of talent that's currently already on the roster, and they kind of just picked their spots here. So, I'm excited about it. Probably not a lot of splash that the that the base may have wanted been may may have wanted to see, uh, but for the most part, I thought the coaches did a really good job addressing the needs. So, so any of those guys? I know Mike, you mentioned Petty, but who could you guys see contributing right away? Um, besides Go Petty, ahead, I could see a guy like. Um, you know, Justin Justin Armstrong, you know, kid came in out of um out of Terry High School. Uh from my understanding he had a an injury that kind of prevented him from, you know, getting a lot of from playing last year. I'm not sure if he played at all uh last season, but you know, just looking at his tape from his junior season, uh he has all all the skills and he has all the tools there. You know, we lost um some 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 guys in, in the defensive backfield due to uh graduation and um and, and your normal attrition. So I think you know, the DBs are going to get a, an opportunity to play. And I think a guy like Justin Armstrong haven't played uh, 6A football in the highest level. So he's competed against some some pretty good wide receivers throughout his high school career. So I think that's a guy that can, that can come in and be ready to play from day one. And my, I might, I know you're real high on that that competition level in high school. You know, a lot of times when it's a one or two A kid, uh, you're not as excited about them as you right. are, you know, just based on the competition. Now, you know, you have a guy like Steve McNair who came from a lower division. So, you know, even Walter Payton. <laughs> So we're not saying right. that lower division kids can't come in and make an impact, but but you but when you see that five and six A competition, that that makes you feel as though they're going to be a little bit more likely to be able to come in and, and play right away, or just overall have a uh, contribute. Absolutely, because when you look at when you look at uh, their schedule, you see that they play kids who committed to you know the SECs of the worlds and you know the, the, the Clemson's, and then you look at the the roster on their team, you'll see some of their teammates that have that are, you know, going to play at some of these, you know, higher level schools as well. So, you know, that they, they're used to competition, you know, they're used to big games. Uh, they're used to that, the atmosphere. So it's not anything that's, that's new to them as opposed to, uh, you know, kids coming from smaller schools. It's, it's, it's a little bit of, of a culture shock for them. And that's, that's, that's not always mm-hmm. the case. Obviously there are exceptions to every rule, but that's just been my observation that when we, you know, sign kids from, uh, those those larger programs, for instance, you know, you look at Keontae Hampton coming in from West Point, and I believe they they competed for a championship right. when he was there, and so I knew that coming in, this this wasn't going to be, um, you know, he, he wasn't going to be a deer in headlights. This was going to be a, a better transition for him than it would a kid coming from um, a school like Myers or you know a one A or two A program. Right. So, and, and for me, I, I would think. Um... I actually think the December, uh, the December uh, signees that came—that's uh, a part of this actual particular class. 
I think all of them would contribute right right away, actually, because I thought that the coaches went right to the heart of what we needed. As far as the uh, freshmen that are coming in, um, I would say we, we brought in two safeties. I, I, I don't see them. I can see them kind of adding some depth, uh, but we were kind of solidified in that in that particular uh, position with Kevin Berthy coming back from an injury, and, and we also have Rashad Jenkins returning. Um, but I think at the cornerback position, uh, I, I, you can see uh, A.J. Petty, and you can also see Justin Armstrong, like Mike just mentioned, uh, hit the field pretty quickly. I actually think the um, the offensive linemen would be more um, – they would get more of an opportunity to play. Uh, my, 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 my assessment of, of our new OC, uh, TC, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be moving more of a, a uh, high – I would say high-octane offense, kind of a fast pitch, fast pace. Uh, so you can see a lot of uh, substitutions going with the offensive line. I can't see us just rolling with just five. I would say maybe 10 deep at the O-line position. So I, I can also see um, Caleb Graham coming in right away. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his. I think he has he's a prototypical size um, line that Coach O would like to have on, on, on his offensive line. And I think we got a lot of depth there. Um, so, yeah, I, I see th- those are the positions that I see kind of coming in right away, uh, playing right away, DB and offensive line. So the uh, Eric Simmons kid – Wide receiver, I could see him kind of maybe making maybe making some uh, contribution on special teams, um, but he's a kind of a game breaker type talent that we can add. Kind of a, he, he's Good also point. a legacy recruit that we brought in, so continue that uh, JSU legacy. Actually, we got a couple of legacy kids on this uh, particular um, mm-hmm. signing class, which I think that was something that the coaches really wanted to address in this particular signing class. So um, that's my assessment. I think I think. One of the things I will add is that in some of the conversations with um, uh, one of the coaches, he mentioned that they are looking to bring in kids that are going to be immediate contributors. They're looking for if the guys are the best, the best guy will play. If the freshman is the better, um, the better baller, that'll be the person that'll get on the field. So uh, that's always exciting. You know, Coach Hendrick, he's more about competition at every position. So I think um, – We'll see a lot of freshmen hit the field this year, but mostly that December signing class. I expect all of them to be on the field right away. Right, and you mentioned those ball. legacy guys. It's always great to have guys you know coming in who parents played at Jack State or with the Jack State. That means that they already have that, that school spirit, that that Tiger pride. They've probably been going to the football games their their, their whole life. And even Caleb Graham, I, I was I saw where he said right. he's from down there in Terry. He said JSU is his dream school. Now that's a breath of fresh air to hear, hear kids wow. say that a kid who really wants to be here and excited about being here. Yeah, absolutely. Right. right. Uh, one thing I did. One thing I did want to mention because I noticed when we uh, we released the the uh, official signing class via the the uh, website, uh, one of the December signees that we left off right. was uh, Jacob right. Cunningham. Uh, he's the offensive tackle. I mean, offensive um, offensive tackle that uh, came in through from Itawamba. I did want to mention that because I, I kind of asked about him. I was like, I, I, I'm pretty right. sure we mm-hmm. signed an extra offensive lineman. So bringing in actually five offensive linemen um, in this particular class, six uh, five kid uh, that we actually beat, we beat mm-hmm. out Bethune Cookman at Tennessee State uh, for, for for Jacob. Mm-hmm. So just kind of want to throw that in there because it wasn't initially uh, the the base may right. not see that on the website when they go look yeah. at the. Yeah. I see they went heavy on the on the offensive lineman uh, just in the. High school class alone, four, mm-hmm. uh, four offensive linemen. So that that's a need that they really right. have. What what, do you, what were you saying, Mike? Right. Yeah, I'm looking at the the the, uh, the offensive linemen that we brought in, uh, high school and, and the JUCO guys. And 
you know, I'm noticing their dimensions. And mm-hmm. they all seem to be tall, rangy guys. I look at their film, and you know, I look at right. I look at their pictures on, on Twitter and so forth. And they all have long arms. You know, they 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 they're not short arm guys. These guys have some size on them. Uh, I look at the tape. You know, I, I look right. at the look at the knee bend. They have some athleticism. So um, I, I expect these guys to compete for playing time immediately. Uh, I look at some of the guys. They probably could add a right. little more weight, a little more strength. But um, if they get here in the summertime, you know, Mecca can work with them. And you know, these guys will be ready to play when when we start the season. Now, of the the nine players that we signed, let's do a breakdown of the position: four defensive mm-hmm. backs four offensive okay. linemen and one wide receiver. So if I told you before signing day that we had nine scholarships to, to, to give away or to give out, how would you have dispersed those, uh, given them out as far as position breakdown? You think four, four, and one, it was, was a need or did it just kind of work out that way? Or were there any other positions where we possibly could have used one of those out of those, those nine? Well, I think, um, I think we had about 10. I do want to mention that we, um, we, 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 we went in the direction of a defensive lineman. We wanted to get another edge rusher uh, that eventually we weren't able to sign. Uh, I know we brought in nine. Uh, we were looking to bring in a total of about 10. Um, this this shows me that we actually – this was a more deliberate mm-hmm. uh, in speaking with some of the coaches. This was – they went after their targets. And that's one of the things I kind of – with speaking some of the uh, alums and just kind of – people that have reached out to me and we've had conversations regarding this class. Um, it was, I thought it was really important to make the point mm-hmm. that the coaches got their guys uh, with not having so many uh, coach Hendrick even mentioned that it, um, in his interview that we, we just didn't have a lot of scholarships to really offer in this particular class, but uh, they wanted to make sure that the guys that they were targeting, they, they, they got them in. So um, this was deliberate. Uh, I think the the four four one, uh, they wanted to get a couple of wide receivers. I think Trey Lockhart is kind of considered a, a DB slash wide receiver, so they were able to address it in the direction in which they went. I don't think this this happened by mistake. This is de- definitely deliberate. Uh, they wanted to go heavy O line, one D lineman, a couple of wide receivers, but mostly DB and O line in this particular high school class because he needed to balance the roster out. And I thought he did a great job. Speaking of, of uh, Trey Lockhart. Uh, recently, his his mom died, uh, unfortunately, and we actually heard from uh, wow. Mo Carter, he, who's the sports director over at uh, in Huntsville at WZDX. He caught up with Trey, and uh, Trey talked about it. Another guy signing to play at the next level was Trey Lockhart over at Bob Jones. Today's signing was emotional for the six-foot cornerback as he thanked his family and paid tribute to his late mother who passed away recently. His father helped him announce the decision, which was to take his talents to Jackson State University in Mississippi. I feel accomplished, but I know everything is not over yet. I still got to go to college, get done for my mom, for her sake, and for everybody's sake. Just get done, go down to college. On the field and off the field, in the classroom, off the classroom. That was the best decision for me to go to Jackson State, just family, family-wise. Everybody's from Mississippi, so just staying with the family is good for me and good for them. All right, so obviously that's a, a tough you know, loss for, for him, losing his mother. So Tiger fans, as I know you will, let's make sure that we welcome him with open arms and make sure he understands that he has family on, at the county campus of Jackson State University and throughout the city of Jackson. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, condolences to him. Um, I, I didn't I actually didn't know that. 
I, I actually I actually watched that interview and um I, I just it warmed my heart up. I saw he was really emotional and I was just ecstatic to have him. I said, man, he just he just looked like the kid that's gonna come in and, and get started right away and work pretty hard. But knowing that he lost his mom, man, condolences to him and the family would definitely Indeed. look the rep on him. And switching him. gears, I just uh talk a little bit about basketball real quick here. We have uh an announcement regarding one of our, our Tiger uh, basketball players. Mike, what's that announcement? Yes, yes. Um, rolling, 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 rolling has <laughs> done it again. <laughs> and and it, it's, you know, second time in, in within a month almost, Roland Griffin named Swag Player of the Week. Uh, this week, he this time he did it with impressive showings against Mississippi Valley State. And Arkansas Pine Bluff averaging 19 points per game to go along with seven rebounds and 1.5 assists over the course of that week during JSU going 2-0 and in league play. He scored a game-high 25, shooting 8 of 13 from the field against Valley and nine rebounds to that, then had 13 and 5 uh, as the Tigers won over UAPB. So uh, congrats to Roland. He just you know, he's rolling along and, and he's um been one of the, the key players down the stretch here. So hopefully he continues to progress. Um again, I remember when when uh when when he first got here, Clay kept mentioning he just said, Man, this guy rolling, he's rolling. And I didn't know his last name. He was just yeah, I, he was he was yeah, always mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it was just it's just rolling. Yeah, it's like you have you have Prince, you have Seal, you have Leon, and you got Rolling. Mm-hmm. And and now I see he was definitely worth the wait because man, this this guy he, he's on fire. So I hope he keeps up the good work and uh, good job, Coach Brent and 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 uh, men. They're doing a really good job right now. So I hope they keep it up. Yeah, they are rolling. I mean, <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> uh, he, he's playing well, and uh, the yeah. men's team, you know, uh, pretty on a roll right now. I know we're going to do an yeah, entire yeah. show dedicated to them. We don't have to get into it, but just yeah. uh, big ups to Coach Brent on keeping his guys focused and uh, hopefully getting on track. Yeah, so he doesn't want to be um, outdone by by the Lady Tigers. That's right. That's right. And also baseball. We have some uh, baseball news as well, Ken. Oh, yeah, man. We got uh, the baseball season be kicking off in a, in a week or so. Uh, the SWAC just released its 2020 uh, baseball preseason awards. And, it, you know, our JSU Tigers was represented pretty well. Uh, Nikhil Galatis uh, was recognized as preseason pitcher of the year after a stellar 2019 campaign. Um, four Tigers were first-team selections. Uh, Jalen uh, Williams – on third base, Wesley Reyes at shortstop, Equan Smith in the outfield, and Chris Prentice as a designated hitter. Uh, Mario Lopez was named to the second team as a relief pitcher. Uh, the Tigers uh, were picked to finish second in the East and uh, third overall in the SWAC. Uh, but we know that uh, Coach Omar and his, his, his uh, team and uh, the coaching staff will definitely have those uh, JSU baseball Tigers uh, ready to roll. We're looking to hopefully win the SWAC uh, in, in baseball. I think we've got a really good team set up and geared for a yeah. good, good 2020 season. So. Uh, good, Absolutely. Hopefully good, good we can get over there, the right? hump in the famous words of Charles Bishop. <laughs> I know he's full of us <laughs> yeah. to get over that Texas yeah. other hump. And, uh, yeah. Baseball season tickets are on sale, so let's make sure we go out and support yeah. uh, Coach Omar and the, and the baseball yeah. Tigers. And football season tickets are on sale as well. Uh, A.D. Robinson is, is really big on oh, yeah. selling 30,000 season tickets. So what do you guys think it would look like each oh, week man. in the vet with, with 30,000? That's just minimum because obviously we'll have some, some non-season oh, uh, yeah. ticket holders coming in as well. But what would that do for the team just having 30,000-plus fans in there every season? We're already leading the, the, usually leading in, a, in a attendance, but I think 30,000 season tickets would take it to another level. Right. 
Yeah, it'll definitely be good financially, you know. Yeah, that's right. For sure. <laughs> right, right. It'll be good financially, but um, <laughs> it'll, it'll just us being true to ourselves. You know, we're number one in attendance for a reason. We're a big draw, hottest ticket in town. So uh, right. it was just us being true to our, ourselves. Absolutely, would surprise me one bit. That's it, and yeah. absolutely, man. I also think it'll boost it'll boost yeah, the recruiting. I mean, we we're talking about it now. Uh, and it, and we we got the uh, hashtag okay. restore the roar, man. I mean, we uh, we 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 love to see the vet look like how right. it used to look mm-hmm. when we were coming up, man. The vet used to always it's a beautiful uh, sight, a beautiful thing, man. Bumping, beautiful man. thing. All right, so let's get it those is, season tickets. So. And uh, transitioning into some uh, unfortunate news, uh, Eric Stringfellow, which we mentioned uh, a couple shows ago, uh, as far yeah. as uh, you know, having oh, the stage yeah. four cancer. Unfortunately, he has passed away. So that's a big loss for the JSU Tiger family, a former player, administrator. I just consider him a brand at ba- right. brand ambassador when it comes to Jack State University. So right. he will be, you know, sorely missed. Uh, so let's have a moment of silence for Eric right. Stringfellow. JSU really does challenge minds and change lives. I came in uh, personally as an introvert. I was very to myself, being able to come out of my shell and reach out to people who I see may need guidance. And it's been for my good, ultimately. Uh, Jackson State provides a level playing field for students to kind of develop their own skills on their own pace, but also challenges us to be our best and pull out potential that's already there, but we may not see. My name is Michael Peterson. I'm a senior social work major in the College of Public Service at Jackson State University. All right, welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I am D. Corey C., joined by Mike and Ken. Also have some uh, good news regarding our head football coach, John Hendrick. He was actually awarded the first 2020 Man Up, Man of the Month Award. That is Military Athletics Nationally United for Progress. So I spoke with our coach earlier today, and he was excited. Said he caught him off guard. He was surprised, but it's a you know, huge honor, obviously, you know, just with it being the, the military uh, background to it. And I just told him congratulations. And, you know, we're excited to have a man of that caliber leading our young men. So he's a leader, developing leaders. And, and when I finished talking to him, he was actually uh, they were having holding a, having a leadership meeting with his players. So uh, definitely doing some things outside of, you know, the field, off the field to just uh, help those young men become out, outstanding citizens once they graduate. So big ups to Coach Hendrick, the Man Up Award. Man hey, of the month. Congratulations. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Congratulations, and Mike man. B, we have our fan appreciation day coming up. Yes, indeed. This weekend, the men and women's basketball teams of Jackson State University are excited to bring to you fan appreciation weekend. Throughout the weekend, Jess, you will offer a $5 discount on all game tickets. And if you really want to flex on them, you can get upgraded to reserve seating for just $17. <laughs> you should have dropped a selfie on Instagram. Uh, so we start things out on Saturday, February 8th, as the Tigers face off against the Alcorn Braves. The women tip off at 3 p.m. with the men following at 5. Then on Monday, February 10th, you can watch The I Love take on the Jaguars of Southern <laughs> University. That game tips off at 4 p.m. for the ladies and 8 p.m. for the men. That game will be also be featured on ESPNU. But get up off that couch and make us look good on TV. So. So don't watch it on TV. Come out and be out there. Support, <laughs> support, support, right. support, support. And uh, coming up in a, a little bit over a month, we have spring Absolutely. practice. It'll be starting. So get a chance to see some of these Tigers that we're talking about. So oh, yeah. we're definitely you know excited to see 
what they can do in spring practice. But going back to the signing class, let's take a look at the areas that we went into to recruit. So uh, we went to Terry High School and, gra- and grabbed two kids, went up to Lexington, Mississippi, grabbed a kid, also Wiggins, <laughs> Mississippi, mm-hmm. Greenville. Uh, we crossed the state border into Alabama, went into Madison and picked up a kid and went up to Georgia, Douglasville, and landed two kids. So what do you think about those areas? Are those some normal uh, areas that we go into, some surprise areas? Uh, none of them are really are, are surprised for me. We, we we normally go into Alabama. You know, lately we've been you know dipping it into uh, to Georgia a little bit. But um, surprised to see that we did not go into Mobile, or at least we didn't you know sign any kids from land the from anyone, Mo- right? Yeah, we we didn't sign one from the Mobile area. Um, New Orleans also, you know, I still like to uh, recruit you know players from New Orleans. They 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 have they have speed. Um, but other than that, it's, it's um I don't see anything that's um that's that's uh too out of the norm uh you know uh, ken mentioned joshua rice you know coming from california on, on the um, on one of the previous podcasts but mm-hmm. you know it was a story where he was a transplant from chicago so he does have some connections uh to the, to the jesuit area if i'm not if i'm not um mistaken so but uh other than that you know mississippi alabama georgia that's what we've been doing and uh we established some pipelines there so um nothing really shocking so to me it was just more of where where we didn't go or why I didn't see us signing anybody from right. those particular areas. Right. Right. I mean, I, th- I think Mike hit the nail on the head uh, with it. Uh, looks pretty standard. I think um, if you follow, like I said, the thought process kind of with legacy kids, I think they kind of just had their targets set. Uh, we did try to get into Tuscaloosa area, Cottondale area uh, with one kid. Like I said, we didn't land him and we did uh, try to uh, get some hometown um, some love over in Ken High School. We weren't able to get uh, Jacoby Morgan, but uh, for the most part, it looks pretty standard, pretty typical. We we've recruited well out of mm-hmm. Terry uh, with uh, Jordan. <laughs> you know, we got Jordan leaving out, but uh, we've we've had a pretty good pipeline. But uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. Um, I was shocked to not see right uh, much Louisiana uh, mm-hmm. this this time around. I know we were we have quite a few um, kids that are from Louisiana. I remember when Germany was recruiting, he recruited. Oh, yeah quite a few kids from uh, the state of Louisiana. So uh, we, we had a couple of kids that we did recruit, uh, but like I said, this, this one was more, more need centric. So uh, I think we just kind of settled in on the kids that we, that we okay, what can you tell so, me about, about the, uh, the facilities as far as possibly upgrading or doing some things that to kind of help out with recruiting? I know you, you mentioned that to me in the past. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, just after speaking with, uh, with, uh, with coach, Oh, I think one of the, one of the things that he mentioned was that, um, we're supposed to be moving into the, the Payton center, um, the, the new renovations in the Walter Payton center. Um, we are, are projected to be finished around July. I think it's going to be a game changer. They, the, the coaches are expecting it to be a major game changer for recruiting. Uh, we have some, uh, some more facility upgrades. I think that's a, that's been more of a big, um, I would say, hindrance for us uh, for the most part. I think Ashley has done an outstanding job with coming in and uh, with the, um, with the, with the wall art and mm-hmm. upgrading the locker room over at the veteran at the, at the stadium, kind of giving, making it more personable to some of the present players and past players. And um, I think uh, what he's done is just kind of added a facelift, but this Peyton center uh, uh, renovation is just going to be more of a game changer. I think it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of like step two of uh, a facilities upgrade. And we know how it is when, when it comes Everything. to recruiting, yeah. man, facilities yeah. is a major, major, major player. So um, 
I'm, I'm excited uh, to see Jackson State address some of the needs. I think one of the things that we as a base have always wanted to see, I, for me, it's a little different. I, I, I kind of want to focus on kind of what we are doing and, and, and kind of what the plan is to get, get, get to where we need to be more so than looking at everybody else trying to compare and, and right. they, they have this, we don't, but I'm, I'm excited. I, I like mm-hmm. the trajectory. We're trending up. Um, I think um, I, one of the things I never really questioned with this coaching staff, I think they, they're outstanding recruiters, recruiters, man. I mean, they, they've done a great job with the resources they've had to work with, with the budget restrictions, um, uh, like I said, facilities as they were, and still being able to sell Jackson State um, built on tradition and, and, and kind of being um, probably not the the greatest in the, in our conference because really where you where you where you measure yourself is really your peers within your conference. You see the Grammys of the world, the Alabama States of the world, the other schools that have made some upgrades. I'm excited to see Jackson State finally making some right. some strides in the right direction when it comes to facilities. So July is the projection for us to move in, and the coaches are expecting a spike when it comes to recruiting. So we'll have something to take the players to. Other definitely than looking forward to that. Long overdue, long overdue, and. Hopefully that can help with uh, recruiting and, you know, just kind of segue into a couple of kids that we missed out on. Recruiting could have, could have played a factor in it. I know they got some, you know, offers from some bigger schools as well, but, well, I meant facilities could have played a part in it. Sorry right. about that. But, you know, I know they got some bigger offers, but when you have those facilities, maybe that can sway them. Uh, one kid we, we mentioned, uh, Jacoby Morgan from Canton High School that we were on really, really on throughout the you know entire recruiting uh, season process and lost out to uh, to Syracuse at the end there and then a kid that I was really hoping that we could land Javarius Hoskins from Alabama 6'1 220 defensive oh, end ended up signing <laughs> signing with Jacksonville State uh, came to us on a visit that very last weekend he was the only you know person we brought in for that visit and I kept my fingers crossed but unfortunately uh, we didn't land him so are those two of the biggest I guess you could say disappointments or players that we missed out on or is there anyone else yeah I I I think uh, Hoskins is is definitely a disappointment uh, with Jacoby, and I thought Jacoby would have really been able to come in and challenge uh, Jalen and Quincy uh, for playing time on the field right away. Uh, so even though I feel like we're 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 we're, we're kind of healthy in the quarterback position, uh, going in all in on Jalen as uh, with, uh, as a sophomore, I still think that J- J- Javarius man Hoskins was. This kid was exactly oh, yeah. what well, uh, we Coach Dorsett mm-hmm. Davis uh, mm-hmm. looked for on the defensive line. Man, he—I I mean, his tape, uh, probably the best tape I've seen as a defensive end of any of the recruits that we've actually targeted. This kid was just an uh, absolute, just game wrecker. And I think uh, uh, Jacksonville State—they uh, got a—they got a really good kid. <laughs> I was—I had my fingers right. crossed too. <laughs> I was hoping that we we could have uh, we could have landed him, but like I said, we didn't. Uh, I still think. Um, um, you know, I think still think we brought some really good right. kids in, but he would have been a, a really, really, really good. Uh, well, like you said, we we brought class. some good kids yeah. in, and, and for what I'm hearing, what I from what I understand, they're really working out and in shape. Uh, and here and there, and these kids are in the best shape that we, they've been in in a while. Can you hear the same thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, the strength and conditioning uh, program. Uh, we we we're, we're in year two, uh, so a lot of the guys, it was all new kind of. Uh, uh, change with bringing in Mega, you know. So now, from what I've seen, I kind of follow the. I, I really do try to follow the JSU strength and conditioning um, uh, through social media. So uh, these guys are working hard, man. I think. Um, I think. I think the kids that were in the program are doing well, 
And I, I did want to mention this, too, because one of the things I did notice with the kids that we did bring in, you mentioned something about the uh, – you mentioned about Coach Hendrick right. getting that award, right? We all know Coach Hendrick is about high character, right? He's a, he's a high-character guy. I, I saw character with this class. I just seen some really good kids, man. I mean, not just um, – I think, I, think I think he made a concerted effort to elevate the level of character in the entire uh, locker room with these kids that are coming in. I think, I think you're going to get some blue collar, hard nosed working kids that will go put the work in, in the weight room and we'll buy into the strength and conditioning program. And we're going to have some tough nose uh, players come spring. And when we get ready to tee it, <laughs> uh, not tee it off, but get ready to kick it off. And, right. Um, in September, yeah. I'm thinking about my golf game, man. What the golf program? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you heard that news, right? <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm, I, this, hey, this is my second time uh, yeah. fumbling and mentioning golf, man. I, 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 I guess that means that we, oh, yeah. we it's might com- be getting it's back. Coming soon, back. It's know, coming so back. Yeah. It's coming yeah. back. But yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, I, I definitely That's agree with Ken. When I was listening to some of the players' interview, uh, you know, Graham, they talk about JSU being their dream, dream school, and how much they want to be here. And that's what you like to hear. You know, you like to hear a kid that that right. that's already you know bought into to what uh, Coach Hendrick is, is trying to instill in this program and the culture he's trying to create here. So you're seeing him bring his own brand into the program and and, and kids that are willing to to work. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, these aren't kids that that are looking for a handout. You listen to these to these guys talk. Um, you know, uh, Trey Trey Lockhart. I didn't even know that story about him. That was my first time hearing right. an interview. But you see, he's coming here with the end in mind. He has a goal. You know, he has a why. So, you know, this is not right, a kid that's right. just wandering, you know, aimlessly into the program. He has a why. He has a reason that he wants to be here, and he has a goal. And those are the kind of kids you want in your program. And uh, I think Coach Hendrick would do, you know, right. would be just the right fit to help those kids uh, reach their goals and, and reach our goal here. What we want to do is win championships. And I think we're on the right track with these kids that we're bringing in. All right. Sounds good, guys. So a smaller class, uh, you know, this year, but I think next year we'll have uh, more scholarships available and, and possibly bringing in a, an even bigger class. But let's see what these kids can do. You know, I think there's some kids with a lot of potential and we need some help right away. So hopefully we have some guys who can step in right away. Right. Any right. other closing remarks? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, they want to, uh, you know, we, oh, ahead, we only have um, you're only allowed up to 63, 63 scholarships in, you know, uh, LCS football. Um, every now and then you're due for a small class. It's just the way the, way the numbers work. You know, there's going to be one year where you just don't have a lot of scholarships to bring out, so you got to bring in a small class. So in that point, you want to focus on the quality of that class, and I see quality all throughout. Uh, one, one thing I did want to add uh, to Mike's point is, is that I think self-awareness is something that we, uh, just from as a base standpoint, would make us feel a little bit better about what we saw the coaches do with this particular signing class. I think one of the things that get lost is the amount of talent that we already currently have enrolled at Jackson state. Um, so that's one of the things that most forget about. Uh, and just, just in my conversations, we mentioned, we did mention the offensive line. Uh, we brought in five mm-hmm. linemen yep. in this class. Right. But one of the things that coach O mentioned to me was that we also still have two kids that, our own campus that didn't play two six yep. five guards, uh, yourself Carter and William Wynn, uh, that we had a transfer from Tiffin and we had a kid out of Tuscaloosa Central that haven't even played yet. So I mean, we only lost two old linemen uh, from this past uh, from this graduating class, and he got seven guys, man, that uh, that he's bringing into the fold and looking to uh, to take a 
uh, um, a center mm-hmm. in the May grad class. Uh, I did want to mention that we do have about um, we, st- we still got a couple of scholarships that we um, just a couple, two to two or three uh, that's left over. Um, and the, the coaches are looking to, to possibly hit the portal uh, to address the defensive line role, possibly another uh, transfer DB and um, uh, whatever specific need that they feel like they may need. Uh, they are expecting some uh, some attrition after spring. So they have a plan in place. Uh, overall, great job for the uh, coaches. I think they, uh, if I was grading them, I would give them an A minus because they did exactly what they wanted to do. We did miss on some, some guys that they did want, two in particular. But for the most part, uh, great job to the coaches. I think this is a great class. And I think the, to round it off, we got to get past the spring, get past the attrition, and then we'll have some any specifics that they need to address. They already have a plan for that. So um, really good stuff to be optimistic. Uh, Tiger fans, just get behind this uh, this 2020 team. We're looking and expecting to do some big things. All so right. Well, all that'll do it for this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users rate and review the show. And everyone follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and leave a comment or question while you're at it. And we'll be sure to read it on air. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on the Facebook page. As always, thank you for the support. And on that note, go Tiger. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.